This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hello, everybody. Matt Bates here from Movement Mortgage, the residential loan officer of the group of this radio show and uh, you're tuning into the Dispirit of Team Real Estate Show. Uh, this is the show for learning how to leverage the American dream from selling to buying, holding, flipping, to investing in real estate locally and abroad. Um, we have the top names throughout the industry to bring you timely advice. Um, so uh, this week, we're happy to have Melissa Delana from Delana Law uh, hop on for uh for a quick uh, review about the current market conditions and uh, some some tips to think about uh, if you're selling or, or if you're buying. So hi, Melissa. How you doing? Good morning. Hey, Matt. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Great to be back. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, just over uh, the halfway mark of the year and uh, it's, uh, it's in the middle of the summertime, we can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the the summer market is always crazy, but July tends to be one of those months. And understand that as a real estate attorney, the trends that I see, I'm really always kind of a month behind what the lenders and the realtors are looking at, right? Because I'm looking at whatever you guys put under contract in June, which is targeting to close for July. Mm -hmm. And July traditionally is one of the slowest summer months that we see in large part because a lot of folks have vacation scheduled or time off, um, maybe travel. So they really prefer to close in June or in August. So July is usually one of the slowest months. Now, of course, in COVID times last year, July was like epic. It did not matter what month it was. Everybody was looking to close all the time because there was no travel. So this year, I think with the increased number of people taking trips and trying to get away, we're seeing now more than ever, July has definitely hit that kind of traditional slowdown. So Matt, I was curious what you've seen relative to any loan applications um, in June or contracts that you're closed, you know, putting under contract with July target close dates going into August opposed to the July timeframe. Uh, it's definitely slowed down a little bit. I mean, there's still a lot of important business going on, though, uh, if that makes any sense, where, you know, sure. um, I got to stay, you know, stay uh, available. Um, you got to make sure that I know I'm aware of what's coming on the market, what's not coming on the market, who I have pre-approved. So, you know, I, I feel like the, um, the, my, the attention span doesn't slow down as much because of uh because of the lack of uh new business coming in um at the moment maybe that'll change throughout going into august because you know it's kind of that in real estate it's a little bit of a you know over that couple of months you'll start to see some of the impact of that um mm -hmm. uh, but i know my refinances have kind of gone away a little bit uh that's probably because everybody that was able to refi refinance and that's great uh but rates are still low so People that are looking to buy uh, properties are, whether it's an investment property or a second home or your new primary residence, just those getting great mortgages. So um, like I said, uh, and then a lot of people like uh, that are 
in the place to capture the market opportunity, that's really important business because it's, uh, you know, usually people are very well qualified, uh, buying really nice houses. So you ca I can't, I can't, uh, I can't be on the beach and do all that stuff uh, as much as I want to be. Um, so yeah, sure. We we never get a summer break in this industry in Rhode Island, and certainly, you know, Matt, your your point is well taken. That anybody who is a serious buyer who's looking to have their children added into a school district before the start of the year, they're out there hustling up to look for these houses now. So certainly it's not to say that there's not business going on. I just see that the closings usually slow down because everything gets kind of front loaded to June or um, August. But from a application perspective, from a buyer's perspective, all of the indicators that we're hearing is that this is all still very much moving forward, especially at that first time home buyer price point. It's a really, really um, low inventory market still. We're not seeing a flood of inventory. So it, the houses are still extremely competitive. Uh, first time buyers are really going to have to um, figure out more strategic ways with the help of their agents, their attorneys, their lenders of making their offers as competitive as possible in order to actually get those um, bids accepted. Yeah, that's the most important thing is, uh, although uh, maybe the, the amount of buyers are starting to trickle down, the, um, the time spent with each buyer is increasing to get more competitive. So, you know, more creative, going over different scenarios, um, really getting a grasp, grasp on their what they got going on so that they can make put their best two feet forward uh, instead of their best foot forward because it's that type of market right now so like the the amount of business might go down but the importance of the business is still very much there and it's it's you know part of the job and uh we're happy to help in that regard but um you definitely in fourth of july in july you know leading up to june to the fourth of july is is crazy to try to get it all in at the end of the second quarter but then after the july it kind of you know summer vacations and stuff like that happen too so um but yeah, yeah. we're uh, we're here we're cranking so i know you 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 uh you girls over there at the office are for us too so thank you always always hustling for everybody that you know first time home buyers you know need to understand getting those offers accepted is definitely going to be the very first level. Um, and then from there, really not a lot has changed um, in COVID times and non-COVID times because we are transitioning into more normal closings. Um, we are absolutely still working very closely with buyers to make sure that all of their questions are asked and answered, um, especially because of the complexities that we're seeing in these transactions. Some of those strategic offerings, uh, Matt, that we're kind of alluding to here, not that there's a um, hard and fast rule of getting your offer accepted because each individual circumstance is going to be uniquely different. And I think that's why the time that you had mentioned invested with each in particular client has to be really kind of catered to what are their financial circumstances that will allow for potential appraisal gaps of you know, financial contributions or, you know, putting down a bigger down payment, maybe waiving um, contingencies or eliminating closing cost credits. Those are all some of the strategic tips that really has to happen off the jump in order to be a first time home buyer. So because of all of those issues that are happening, I think at the executory stage, right before you go under contract, we really are looking to work with these clients once they're in that contract phase to make sure that they have 
all of their questions asked and answered. Because if you miss a contingency, you may not have another one to get out. If there is a problem that you foresee, or if there is any kind of you know financial hardship that's um, incurred during the the transaction. Yeah, I um, I I've, I find it um, I find it a common conversation when I'm talking to a first time home buyer about you know what's the down payment three and a half percent or five percent okay so that's uh that's um seven thousand dollars on a two hundred thousand dollar house that's ten thousand five hundred on a three hundred thousand dollar house that's fifteen thousand on it for five percent for on a three hundred thousand dollar house and they're like oh wow okay and then i was like but it's also five or six thousand for closing cost taxes and insurance and not a lot of people you know put that together they got to their $15,000 mark and they're like, okay, ready to buy a house. And technically that we, we could make that work with uh, closing cost credits, like you said. Um, but a lot of often, a lot of times, you know, if, if you're looking at people that need closing cost credits and an offer that doesn't need closing cost credits, there's already a swing to be more favorable for the person that does not need the credit. Therefore, Especially if we're inflating the sales price and now as a result have to make sure the property appraises. Right. So there's reasons that strategically sellers would prefer not to accept a closing cost credit offer, right? Right, exactly, yeah. So, you know, it, and so therefore that particular buyer has to save more money. They have to, they, you know, it, it might not be the happiest conversation to have, especially if they're, everything else is clicking right, except for that little piece. Or maybe they have to talk to family about gifts or borrowing against a retirement plan or something. But those are all the, the examples of details that take up a little bit more time, you know, to go over those options and stuff and prepare for it. So, uh, but like I said, we're still getting them done. Um, you know, people get closing cost credits accepted all the time. And it's just, sure. uh, maybe it might take a couple more houses to take a look at. But anyway, it's still, regardless, it's still a great time to buy a house. And uh um, and like I said, we're happy to help, but I know your office is too. So, um, um, yeah, no one size fits all, unfortunately, these days, not that it really ever was right. I mean, we've always had to, um, tailor these offers and these transactions, even the titles to the individual client needs. So, you know, that's what everybody's here doing. I think that, you know, the market news is, you know, pretty much kind of straight and steady. We are seeing, you know, a little bit more inventory. The rates are still stable. First time home buyers, still a great time to get out there and buy. You just may have to have a little bit more planning behind you. Um, you know, it's, it's very difficult to go in there without a strategy because of how competitive the market still remains. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, I, know if, uh, I know if Emilio was here, he'd want everybody, have you, let everybody know how to get a hold of you in case they have any real estate attorney questions. My office number is 401-885-3800. And that's the best way to reach myself and our staff who's always here Monday through Friday to help you all out. Excellent. Yeah. And our hotline for any real estate questions at all is 401-217-2333. And uh, you can find my contact information at theRIMortgageGuide.com. Again, it's uh, theRIMortgageGuide.com. We're uh, both here, happy, happy to help, and so is Emilio. Uh, just uh, he's taking uh, he's taking that advantage of the hot the the, the the that time of the year, that summertime off today, and uh, and uh, we uh, we uh, encourage that to happen too uh, when we can. So 
anyways, uh, for all listeners out there, thank you very much. And I think we got John LaPointe coming on next with some insurance advice. So stay tuned. This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Good uh, afternoon, everybody, or good morning, everybody. This is uh, Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage, and this is the Despirito Real Estate uh, Show. And this is uh, your show for learning about the American dream, buying, selling, holding, to flipping, to investing in real estate locally and abroad. And uh, today we have John LaPointe from LaPointe Insurance, a, a frequent visitor of ours here on the show to uh, help bring us some in, um, some great information about insurances and uh, how he can help uh, get get uh, get some property under your um, under your ownership and uh, make sure that it's insured properly. So uh, uh, happy to present John. John, how you doing, buddy? Hey, good. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for having me as always, and uh, thank you for doing such a great job hosting the show again today. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, what do you got for us this week? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I wanted to bring a topic to the show today that I think is super important, especially in a, a seller's market. Now, I know, you know, uh, people out there are realtors and everybody in the industry is noticing things cooling off a little bit, but that doesn't mean that it's still not extremely, you know, a seller's market right now in favor of sellers. And, and one of the things that I want to bring up is uh, talking about a home warranty for your home and how that's different from home insurance and how it's super important, especially in a seller's market um, in a time when it's so competitive for buyers, whether you're doing an inspection or waiving your inspection contingency, regardless, you are potentially in a position as a buyer to be buying a home that doesn't necessarily meet all of your 100% criteria of what you're looking for in a home. You might be, you know, um, buying a home that is in need of a little bit more work than you expected, or maybe, you know, you didn't get as good a look at it as you would have hoped to because of, you know, how quickly you had to um, make an offer on it or something like that. So I really wanted to talk about the importance of home warranties. And the reason being is, we get a lot of calls from new home buyer clients shortly after they close on homes asking if they should or can file an insurance claim for things that really are going to be better off covered under a home warranty uh, because they're they're not really covered by a home insurance policy pre-existing conditions exactly yeah and so a home warranty the idea is Think of it like a, a warranty that you have when you buy a new appliance. You get your Maytag washer and dryer set from uh, you know Lowe's or whatever. It comes and it's got a warranty on it. And when it it's under that warranty during that time, if something happens, it breaks down. An electrical component is ruined, or you know something happens that needs to be repaired they'll fix it as part of that warranty. Uh, they'll replace the part, the labor, you know, it's, it's covered under that warranty. A home warranty works the same way and it's going to cover major appliances in the home and even sometimes 
some of the structures of the home, depending on the warranty, may even cover, you know, leaks in your roof or things like that, uh, septic issues. So a home warranty, the idea is that during the period of time that the warranty is active for, it's going to protect you against those things that are expected. Eventually, your furnace is going to get old and no longer work. Eventually, your hot water tank is going to get old and no longer work. Your air conditioning condenser, eventually, it stops working. Everything that you have in the home that's a system or major appliance, they have a shelf life. And if you purchase a home warranty and that thing breaks down during that period of the warranty, it's going to be covered under that. A home insurance policy is not going to cover that because it's just expected. It's normal wear and tear, things just getting old and stopping working, uh, which is not what a home insurance policy is for. So we end up being on the unfortunate end of that phone call, being the ones to give people the bad news that, hey, your home insurance doesn't cover that. But why I'm coming on the show and talking about home warranties is because I would really encourage people to purchase those home warranties because then, you know, you could be on the other end of that call saying, no problem. The home warranty is going to cover you for that. You know, your whatever, your furnace broke down. You just bought the house a month ago and you didn't expect that. The inspection said it was in working order. And all of a sudden you need to, you know, get this thing fixed. That's where a home warranty is going to be hugely helpful for you because there are some things that, you know, either your inspection's not going to catch, or maybe it is a really competitive home and you're making your offer more attractive by waiving that inspection. And so you're going in a little bit blind on some of these things. Yeah. It's, it's uh, crazy how, um, how much you learn after you become a, a homeowner uh, and that's a, uh, a lot of a lot of what you're saying and what you um, in regards to insurance and how it works um, and what's covered and what's not covered. I didn't really understand all of that until after I bought my own house and uh, from and that's how and I I'm we're we're in the business you know um, it's something that uh, I I thought I took for granted I thought I I knew more than I did and um, you know when you look at um, I, I for example. Um, there was, um, I bought my house in the, in May and I, it was a, it's a two family home and I, I was running an air conditioner and, um, on the second floor, first floor was vacant for the month of August. Got a tenant in there. They moved in in September. There's a spot on the ceiling from some sort of water. But it was in a bedroom, so there's no pipes, there's no shower. There was uh, drainage from my air conditioner into my windowsill, and then that caused water damage inside the house. Not to say that this would be covered under a home warranty, but when you call your insurance agent, you're like, hey, I have some water damage. They're like, well, this is more than two weeks old. You can't call, we can't, you know, that's your own fault that you didn't catch it earlier and therefore the damage is much bigger. You know, you can't, there's a lot of different things with insurance. So you can't just let something, a problem happen for, uh, you know, weeks on end and then finally catch it and say, okay, this is an insurance claim. No, insurance claims are pretty much, they want to mitigate how bad the damage is and they need to know about it immediately. And if time makes it worse then the time is on you because you're it's your fault I didn't know that didn't realize that 
Um, yeah, yeah, and it's a case by case basis too on on some things. You know, there, there's water damage that you you could have that's totally on. You know, it could be from a pipe or plumbing or something behind a wall, and you, you don't have any idea until finally it starts dripping through. You know, and th those kinds of things can happen. But in general, yeah, I mean, the rule of thumb that we give people is when we talk about home insurance, it's for accidents. It's not for maintenance. You know, so if you can kind of see what was damaged in your home or what the issue is that needs to be repaired. And if you can trace that back to something that was just like deferred maintenance or not, you know, a f faulty setup or something like that, then chances are the insurance company is going to give you a tougher time on that claim. But if you can trace it back and say, yes, this happened because this damaged it at this time, this accident occurred causing damage to my home, then chances are the insurance company is going to take care of you and, and take care of you very well, you know, and make sure that that place is repaired and like brand new. So it's just kind of a, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky situation. I mean, you know, there's times when I've seen insurance companies come back on things and, and I disagree with the way that they've you know handled it. And we try and, you know, work with uh, our client on their behalf to make sure that the claims settled a little bit more fairly. There's also times when it's gone the other way uh, where insurance companies paid out on a claim. And I was like, geez, I thought they had absolutely no chance on that one, you know, but uh, it happens, you know, and, and either way, you know, um, the key here, I guess, being that you, you might not know everything about the home that you're buying. You, it, you actually, you definitely don't know everything about the home that you're buying. There's just certain things you don't know. I mean, when I bought my home and it was, you know, not a very old home, it was built rather recently, but still, you know, moved into my home. And after, you know, a couple of weeks living there, you just start noticing all these little things. You're like, Oh, we got yeah, nobody, nobody gets to move into a house for a week before they decide to buy it. So, uh, you know, home inspections are the opportunity to do a test drive. If you don't do a test drive, you should get an insurance policy, uh, a, a warranty to cover any um, potential things that could have come up during the, the test drive. And then you want a good insurance policy in case there's an accident that happens because accidents happen. So know, know the differences between all three of those and how they impact. If you don't do a home warranty, if you don't do a home inspection and you have great insurance, or terrible insurance, doesn't matter about the insurance, don't expect expect to be able to take on those costs yourself because that's what you signed up for when you did it. And uh, working with a team that gives you that moment before signing on the dotted line to make that decision for what it is and truly understand what that is, is what you're looking for out of real estate professionals. It's what I try to do. I know that's what John tries to do. Um, and I know that's what Emilio and Melissa try to do um, as far as insurance, um, uh, uh, real estate attorney work. And as an advisor, um, it's really to go over the options and what happens if you make this decision, what are the implications, what, it, what happens, at, you know, the what ifs that are happening after. And as a, um, you know, client that, that's used all, all of your services uh, personally, and then uh, my other, you know, all my rest of my our clients that we work with, um, you know, having the moment to understand what what decision you're making and how it impacts you, and whether or not you're okay making an offer based off of those reactions that could happen, um, is really important. And you know, that's and if you're not ready for that, if you're not ready to take on, you know, a broken refrigerator or um, you know, replace an air seed duct or uh, condenser or whatever, then don't buy that house or 
figure out if it's working right with a home inspection and uh, and then get a warranty on it. Um, you know, those are the different ways to do it. And um, again, for those people that are waiving home inspections, they should really be thinking about, you know, at least asking you questions about what's insured and what's not. And uh, before before they uh, before they buy it, and uh, I know that you're happy to help them, um, you know, get that get get those questions answered. So, uh, I, like I said to a, a Melissa, if Emilio was here, he'd want everybody, he'd want you, have you tell everybody how to get a hold of you in case they had any insurance questions. So, uh, yeah. how do they get a hold of you, John? Yeah, absolutely. So, you can find us on the web at Lapointe, L A P O I N T E I N S dot com, or you can give us a call anytime. My number is 508 642 5558. And uh, as always, you guys, can reach us on the uh, real estate hotlines number, and that is 401-217-2333. Again, that's 401-217-2333. And uh, stay tuned. We have Michelle Soren from uh, Angle and Volkers here to talk to us as a real estate, a real estate advisor, and um, we're happy to hear what she's got for us this week. So stay tuned, and uh, we'll catch you later, John. This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now back to the Dispirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hi everybody. Uh, so it's Matt. It's, it's uh, we're back with uh, Matt Bates from Movement Mortgage and Michelle Thorne from um, uh, Angle and Vulgars, and she is a real estate advisor um, that can uh, that has brought to us some uh, some information about the Supreme Court's recent ruling about uh, evictions and landlords and how it's affecting the people and um, and especially for people that are looking to get into real estate investment. And I, uh, this is home for me because I personally am a landlord myself. I have uh, multiple units in Providence and, um, you know, it was very, a very uncertain, uncharted territory when it came to this whole um, COVID pandemic rules of eviction and all of that um that happened in the past couple of years and now we're starting to see the long-term effects from uh renters having this protection of not being able to get evicted if they don't pay their rent um so michelle what do you what do you i don't know there yeah thank you thank you very much for having me um i felt that you know when i started researching the topic i did it more from the realtor side you know helping people buy investment properties and why would anyone want to do that now when renters have this blanket of protection where they don't have to pay rent. But on the other hand, <laughs> without sounding hard, I mean, you don't want to put people on the streets either. You know, people in a pandemic being evicted end up being homeless. You know, there's, there's just no way around that. You know, 95% of them, if you get evicted, they're not going to have the means to get, you know, to get another place to live. So there's, there's two sides to that coin. Um, reading about the federal money that's being allocated um, from the state of Rhode Island right now, there's 200 million. And that money is gonna go right to the landlords, um, but the landlords and the tenants both have to apply, you know, 
parallelly, that's a word. Um, the landlord has to put in his request for the funds and the tenant has to put in theirs as well. And a lot of people don't wanna you know, put their stuff on paper you know, and um, go out there and apply for something that they may not get. So it's, I think it's slow to get moving here. I think there are a lot of hoops. So in my talking about it today, I hope people are listening and landlords and tenants realize that there is money out there for them and there is help, even though it's a long time coming, it's there. Yeah, um, I thankfully haven't had to deal with any, uh, as of yet, knock on wood, um, I haven't had to deal with uh, any sort of personal tenants that were unable to pay rent and what that would do to my um, yeah. financial portfolio. But I do know that just because you buy a multifamily, just because you have rent coming in and just because you're in the position of a uh, landlord does not make you uh, a billionaire with ample funds. No, everybody, you know, people who are buying these, and I'm sure you were the same, we bought them in, as investment properties to pretty much pay for themselves and maybe have a little bit left over, you know, and it, no one's making a ton of money from this. No. Um, and it is a good investment. It used to be a good investment. It will be a good investment in the future. Um, real estate is only going up. I just think that we may see a little bubble here with um, some landlords or property owners who couldn't make that work. You know, and they, they have people in there who don't know how to get help and who can't pay their rent and these guys can't pay their mortgages. Well, it's something to think about for the people that are uh, making those funds available for landlords, people that need them. Um, again, just because a, 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 you're a tenant and somebody's a landlord or you're a landlord and somebody's a tenant, uh, COVID could bring on hard times for anybody economically if they're on that side of the um the right. any side you know just because you're a landlord doesn't mean that you're not also going through a difficult because of COVID. yep exactly and believe me no one uh, and i know this you know no one rents to people hoping that they can evict them one day no you know, yeah, like, that's <laughs> you know you're doing possible. i always looked at it like you know you're helping people out you're giving them a nice decent place to stay we always had um you know and most landlords do have pride of ownership and yeah try and keep it nice and all of that. So it just, I think that this whole, um, when the CDC said you can't evict anybody until June 1st, you know, so gave everybody a year. You had some people, of course, that say, okay, I don't have to pay my rent. They said it, you know, and those are, there's always a few bad apples, you know, and a few people that are just going to take it to the next level. And I think that, um, the landlords with those kind of tenants are the ones that, you know, that are going through these problems. So I know like, uh, you know, I know again, for my situation is if I'm not getting paid the rent, I have to use my funds, personal funds to then fuel, continue to keep that place at right. peace and a place right. of happiness, a place of safety. Um, you know, landscaping stops, property maintenance stops. So right. it can also, they, they also, put a moratorium on like, they can't turn off their utilities. And if you're a landlord, a responsible landlord, and you have what they call leave on for landlord, because you don't want anybody's lights or heat turned off on them if they can't pay. Right. Now you're gonna, now you're gonna start paying that bill. Right. So it, you know, it, it just goes on and on and on. I really, really hope that this um, is a big enough Band-Aid to really stop what I, and they make it they make it easily accessible, but on the flip side, you know, 
there's also, you know, just like there's the, the unemployment that happened and people trying to steal everybody's identity and falsely uh, uh, apply for unemployment under people's social security numbers. There's going to be yep. people that want to apply for landlord relief that aren't landlords. And, yep. uh, you know, it's, it's just uh, it's yep. really tough, um, you know, but I think, I think being very well educated, um, being very well updated, Know your resources. These are all reasons to be able to get access to the help that you need, whether you're yeah. it or you're a landlord, especially our landlords that are listening to us. Um, the resources are there, and I know that we're happy to help. You know, we're- yeah, I would say the best. Um, and looking into this after we got the National Association of Realtors, you know, yay, 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 um, they're taking this away. You know, they said that the CDC lacked this authority all along to stop the evictions. But I, I have to say on the doing the research, the best website for people in Rhode Island who are listening is rhodeislandhousing.com. They make it very easy, like kindergarten, like easy to follow. There's one side for landlords. There's one side for tenants. Um, I think it's also important. There's a lot. I think it's also important to know that if you are listening and you are a landlord, it did not have financial um, stress or a hardship or yeah it has to be proven i mean you yeah, can't just say it that had tenants that did pay you on rent and every yeah. month there is no you know there's no possibility for eviction because everything was great do not try to get this money right don't try and ruin it for people who actually right. were burdened through this and and just saying that part where very good point um if the landlord is applying for it the tenant has to put through the same information on their own so yeah, so yeah someone will figure out how to scam the system i'm sure but they're trying to do that checks and balances pretty well um i think that um they only have about two thousand applications so far and there's gotta i mean there's more than two thousand people who are affected by this so yeah. you know the money's there i just hope that people go and get it For and sure. can help everybody out of this um well if Amelia was here, he'd have uh, he'd have you share your contact information with the audience. So if anybody has any real estate questions, they know how to get a hold of you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you can. The best number to contact me is 401-487-2679. And if I am with a client, I will call you right back. Um, yes. My phone's on all the time. And uh when I'm with clients is pretty much the only time I don't answer it. So yeah, yeah. And of course you can call anybody that's listening can call our hotline at 401 uh 217-23333. Again, that's two <laughs> uh, that's an extra three there, guys. <laughs> there we go. And uh uh I, I appreciate you coming on the show with us. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Nice to meet you. And I hope to get see you again on here soon. Um, and then, as always, thank you, Jack, our producer, uh, who helps us uh, get this show on air and uh, make it sound better than uh, than the original <laughs> recording. <laughs> and uh, uh, to all our listeners that are out there listening to us uh, week in and week out, uh, we're we're here to help and uh, help. The information that we give you weekly is uh, is uh, helpful when it comes to your day-to-day or um, uh, transaction transaction um, decisions on real estate. Uh, but if, if anybody has any questions, I know I am uh, make myself 
available. I'd love to be able to uh, go over go over them with you, and I'm sure Michelle and any of our other guests, Melissa and John, Melissa Delana and John Lapointe had a uh, moment of pause there. And uh, again, uh, everybody have a great week, and we'll catch up with you um, next week. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. And we're back. Uh, this is Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage, your co-host on the Despirito Real Estate uh, Show. And uh, now we have Jen Jaber here to let us know what's going on in the state for this week. Uh, I'm sure after last weekend, uh, I don't, can't imagine anything more wild than uh, 4th of July, but uh, we have Jen here to let us know what's going on for us to get outside and probably enjoy the weather, I would assume. Yeah, absolutely. This first event, I'm definitely attending. Um, I've done other events similar to it at the zoo, but I, I don't think I've done this one particular. Um, it's July 15th, which I believe is a Thursday from 530 to 9, and it's the Sip and Stroll at the Roger Williams Park Zoo. It's 21 plus event, so it's a great date night or a great friend night out. Um, you can enjoy the zoo animals while you stop at different places um, to purchase. You can get beer, wine, and there'll be some zoo-themed cocktails as well as food for purchase. Um, there'll also be animal encounters, live music from farm dog band um, and R.I. Comic Con will be there for photo opportunities. And um, so basically, you know, you can just stroll along, check out the animals, have a cocktail, eat some food. Sounds like a fun night out. Um, Providence Restaurant Weeks is actually happening now until July 24th. So we have two solid weeks um, to make sure you get to some of those restaurants. Um, participating restaurants offer just special deals for breakfast, lunch, dinner, or maybe both. There'll be family-sized entrees, available um, special cocktails, specialty um, signature dishes, dine in, dine out, or take it with you. So again, every, every venue is doing it differently this year, but you have two weeks to check that out. So pick your favorites or try something new. Um, Friday, July 16th is the Collaborative Drive-In Movie Night, um, their local film festival. It starts at 7.30 and it's $15 per car and tickets um, for outdoor movies are limited. So you have to get them in advance. You can't get them at the gate. Where is that? Um, collaborative drive-in movie night. It's it's at 30 Cutler Street, and the movies are shown in the back lot. Okay. So that's on the 16th, but you can also they have another movie on the 30th and of July, and another one on August 13th. Um, and you bring your own snacks. Register in advance. Starts at 7:30, so outdoor movie time. Um, you can head to Lincoln, Rhode Island, on Saturday the 17th from 4 to 8 at Chase Farm for Lincoln's 150th anniversary food truck celebration. Um, it's free to attend. You just pay for what you eat and drink. There'll be a wide variety of locally owned food trucks, local beer, and live music from um, local bands. So that's a great way to get out and test out some new food trucks too. There's a bunch of new ones that have come out. So there's a few that I'm having in my mind to try. Um, and last but not least, if you like chowder, which I love, um, Karate Park. Sorry? Love chowder. Oh, so good. Me too. I'm obsessed. Um, Karate Park in Newport on Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. in theory, unless they run out of chowder, um, will be serving their delicious chowder, um, like I said, until it runs out. So you can eat it there, hang out in the park. It's a beautiful place, or you can take it home with you, or you can do both, have some there, take some home. So that's every Saturday through the summer. 
starting at 11 a.m. So you have some time to put that in your social calendar too. Yes, yes. I hope to see you at one of these events. Um, Absolutely. We appreciate you letting us know what's going on in, in the state here. And uh, we look forward to having you on next week. Uh, so uh, uh, other than that, enjoy the weather. And um, we'll see you again soon. Thanks. Have a great week. Yeah, you too.